welcome to Mind the Artist. I am your host, Anne Dorco, and my mission is to combat anxiety with chaotic good through the Dorco TV community. Mind the Artist helps me do that by giving you insights into the minds and stories of original songwriters while giving those creators a place to talk about what's important to them and share one of their published tracks. So let's get their message out there. Today, we're talking to Daniel Carr, an avid gamer aspiring to be a video game music composer. He's played drums for over 20 years, piano for over 10, and sang jazz and opera in college as a tenor. Internet content creator through Twitch, YouTube, and SoundCloud, Daniel. Welcome to Mind the Artist. Thank you for joining the show today. I'd like to start out with a quick mini interview just to loosen ourselves up and kick everything off with some fun facts about yourself. Are you ready? I am. What is your favorite nickname for yourself? Honestly, I don't know. People don't really give me nicknames, you know, surprisingly enough. What's the last song you listened to that wasn't your own song? Uh, That would be Circus by Dirty Loops. It's amazing. It's a cover of uh, Britney Spears' song, Circus, but it's it's like in a rock fusion type uh, setting. It is amazing. Highly recommend. That sounds awesome. What is your favorite color? It would be like a blue, like maybe a little bit lighter of a blue. And are you a tea, coffee, or some other kind of comfort beverage drinker? I'm currently drinking coffee, so I will go with uh, I will go with the coffee. And then, would you consider yourself a morning or a night person? Night. <laughs> the no ifs, ands, or buts. Definitely a night. Definitely person. night. <laughs> And if you could do a music collaboration with anyone, who would it be? What's your dream music collaboration? Uh, it would either be some type of video game music composer like uh, Yamatsu, um, mm-hmm. or uh, I, always, I always had the dream of um, working with uh, some of the composers and stuff that did the did the little skit songs and stuff for Phineas and Ferb. I love that oh. show. What is something that you're really proud of yourself for? I would say more on like uh, like the personal level. I think just not giving up on a lot of stuff when it comes to both musically and just pretty much anything that I'm doing creatively. Uh, I, I find that it's very easy to do to to kind of dismiss a lot of that. And I think by continuing this being a creative outlet now for over, you know, 20 years, I think wow. it's done, done me a lot of a lot of good uh, just in, in my head. Um, you know, keeping me, let's just say sane, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Art, art, any kind of creative outlet, I think is really good for that. So that's, that's awesome. And I think that is definitely something to be proud of. Who is your biggest motivator or personal influence? Uh, my, you know, my wife really, uh, really pushes me to just kind of, you know, ever since, ever since I met her, I've always wanted, I've always like been driven to be a better person because of her. Um, and you know, I feel like if I'm not doing the best things that I can for, for my family, um, you know, to, to a fault sometimes, but I feel as though I am, you know, kind of, kind of failing in my, my one, my one role, you know, like Mm. my one major role in this life, which is to, you know, I really just feel like I need to bring happiness and stuff like that to others. And, you know, I should, I should start with the, those, uh, most immediately or immediate around me. That's a pretty solid place to be. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, Okay, so, and just to give the listeners a little bit of an insight to the kind of music you write, how would you describe, you don't need to point yourself into a specific genre, but how would you describe the kind of music that you enjoy writing most and the stuff that you publish? For the most part, I mean, I I, I grew up wanting to be a video game music composer. It was was kind of a a dream for me. I went to to college for music, uh, for music theory and, and, you know, composition. And 
the entire time, that's what I wanted to do with it. So as I wrote music, it always sounds like, hey, that could be in a video game. On the instrumental side, no vocals mm-hmm. really. Uh, trying to evoke whatever the scene is in the game. If, if in the game, you know, something humorous is happening, I'm going to write something a little bit more upbeat. Uh, if something more solemn is happening in the game, I try to cater it to that. But in a lot of cases uh, for, for, you know, like a, ga- a game that I'm personally developing, I write the music before the game. Um, right. So I will make a, make a tune and then be like, okay, that sounds like it should be, you know, like hypothetically a water dungeon or a, you know, a mountain pass or a forest or something. And then I'll go ahead and I'll develop that aspect of the game. Wow, that's really cool. That's kind of an interesting process to almost tell your story first musically and then move into the actual story development. You can feel so many emotions and you can you can picture so many different things with music. How long ago did you first get into writing music and what really set you down that path? Or has this just been something that's always been with you since as long as you can remember? Many musicians have that, you know, that story from their mom about them beating on pots and pans and stuff. But <laughs> probably about uh, 26, 27 years ago, in my middle school, that's when they kind of selected, you know, what kids were going to be in band, the most basic musical acuity test. Really kind of ever since then, I was interested in music just as, let's just say, something to do. And really probably 20 to 23 years ago, I got my first keyboard. So I was able to start writing and stuff at that point. It wasn't until I got into college that I kind of found my own way, I guess, my own sound. Are there any specific games or music or composers out there right now that are currently inspiring what you're, what you're writing? You know, right now, a lot... Honestly, a lot of like indie uh, indie game developers. And, you know, I'm the kind of guy that I'll be, I'll be walking through the grocery store listening to you know Undertale or something like that. You know, <laughs> really, uh, I, I tend to gravitate more towards the indie developers. But I would say you know you still have your greats like Koji Kondo and Nobuo Yamatsu. Uh, they are always going to be highly touted, and you know for rightfully so. That's really cool that you've got these people that are helping inspire your work, which is probably in turn going to inspire somebody else's work. So it's the big circle of creativity. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the goal. <laughs> How much of a role does music play in your content creation like overall? <laughs> it doesn't really play a huge portion in it. But it, it's still something that I do, you know, e- even if it's if it's offline, you know, I need that that me time and that me time is usually filled with creativity. That brings us on to Spelunking, which is a really cool ambient track. What what inspired the track Spelunking? <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of funny. Um, it, it, the inspiration a lot of times for for different tracks, whether they be you know kind of the emotional state that I'm currently in, you know, whether I'm thinking about about something or whatever, is. I would say probably 95% of the time when I write music, that's what inspires it. This falls into the other 5% where, <laughs> where I am just sitting there, I'm at my computer and I'm like, you know, I feel like I need to be creative. Uh, with, with Spelunking, um, you know, it, the, the track I wrote before it was called Tragedy. And uh, that one had a much more emotional tie to like, per, like personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Honestly, I wanted a little bit of a departure from that. So that's why Spelunking is that happy adventurous and stuff like that. Because it's almost like a like a restarting, uh, like a, uh, you know, get, I don't know. 
I don't know necessarily how to how to say it, like rebooting yourself into like moving forward. And I think that's a little bit of what that what that piece really kind of in, in, invoked. I'd say probably over ninety percent, if that you know, of of the music that I write always has some type of driving beat. Um, as I you first got into music, uh, being a percussionist, being a drummer, and it's just something that's always stuck with me. So most of the music that I write has some type of, you know, kind of four on the floor and you're just, you know, kind of mm-hmm. going, going with it. Uh, so that, that it just kind of evolved from there. Uh, one one thing that I, I that I really took as a kind of a, like a little rule as well, I was reading a book about the the Beatles. And uh, it was something that I believe it was John Lennon said to George Harrison was, you know, if you're going to write, when you write music, write the entire piece at that time, because you never Mm. know what kind of mindset you're going to be in at a later, you know, at a later time. So don't come back to it. That's Uh, so true. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Exactly. Because you're like, you know, you come back to it and you're like, what was I, what was I thinking? What is this? You know? (laughs) And so I I made it a point that I'm going to sit here until this track is done. So that was at like 10 p.m. Next thing I know, it's, you know, 4.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. And and I'm like, okay, I think I... I think I got it. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to, we're going to roll with this. So what are three words that you would use to describe the mood for what Spelunking became once you had written it? Evoking moods seems to be kind of your specialty. I think that's really a very interesting skill to be able to say, this is a mood I want to evoke and then actually evoke that mood and do it on purpose and do it with like craft and even be able to do it multiple times for different scenarios that are maybe slightly different moods. I think that's such an interesting uh, talent. So what three words do you think spelunking holds as as a mood? I would say, you know, for for me, a lot of it is, you know, like, I don't know if happy adventurous could be a thing. Sure, Um, sure. (laughs) Because it, it, to to me, you know, after, after I wrote it and kind of listening back to it and stuff, it's, you know, I write a lot of the music with the mind that, you know, the, the, the player or whatever may end up listening to this for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I need it to be, you know, ca- catchy of sorts. So if catchy can be one of the words, I'm going to throw that in there because sure. I probably won't be able to come up with three. But, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then, you know, kind of a little bit on the adventurous side, but then also a little bit like, kind of mysterious in that you mm. um, kind of you know, do you don't necessarily know what the the track itself is alluding to, yeah. um, and I, I I think that's the biggest thing with as far as you know writing music uh, in, instrumentally is it, it's a lot more difficult to convey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't say like she broke my heart or you know or whatever it is, <laughs> <laughs> you know whatever it is like literally using the words in the music to tell the, yeah. to tell the listener like hey you should feel this way in during while listening to this song, um, yeah. and so while while doing it all instrumentally, um, I, I tend to find that it's a lot better to you know stick to you know maybe a couple of different themes um, mm, within yeah. within like the verses and then you have kind of a you know almost like a call and response subsection with your bridge or whatever that you have in there evoking something different. Um, and I think that's I think that's what really kind of goes, and I know I'm going off on some kind of random tangent here, but um, I think maybe somewhere in that whole convoluted mess of words, there might have been three descriptions. <laughs> I, think, I think you got it. I think we got adventurous, like happy adventurous. I'm going to say happy is one, adventurous is another, and then this mysterious was another. Those Boom. were like three 
three words that happened during those sentences. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> yes, nailed it. <laughs> but what do you hope people feel when they listen to the track? All I want people to, to feel whenever they listen to anything that I write is something. I don't really care necessarily what it is that the listener feels. Um, but as long as that, you know, after they listen to it, they think, you know, maybe something pops up in their head or, you know, something along that line where, you know, it might be maybe even slightly memorable to them having listened to it in the first place. It's, it's, it's interesting to me, you know, with music being so subjective, uh, anybody can can pick anything out of it that they want. I just hope that maybe somebody picks something out of what I write. I think that most artists will feel that way about their work. If you can get somebody to feel something, like your work is done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Even if it's just one person. Do you have anything else, whether it's how you choose sounds or the way that you write these melodies? Is there anything else that comes to mind when you're trying to get some kind of message without lyrics across? What What are the different factors that you have to think about while you're doing that? Uh, well, you know, I could, I could answer it very, uh, very plainly and say, you know, well, there's... You know, a minor key if I want the, the listener <laughs> to feel sad. And there's a major key if I want them to feel happy. But no, um, I think uh, a lot of times, you know, like choosing like the different sounds and stuff, as you said, uh, you know, if I, if I want it to be more atmospheric, you know, I'm going to take something more of like a sweeping, like sweeping pads or maybe some strings that are slow, you know, doing a, like a slow crescendo or mm. something like that, like slightly getting louder. Um you know, it just kind of depends if you, you know, if I'm wanting, you know, let's say it, I have a fight song, you know, or something in, in there, you know, I'm probably going to have like a very uh, rhythmic bass and, you know, the uh, drums are going to be hitting, you know, pretty hard on two and four as far as, uh, you know, just kind of driving that beat. And I think that's the, you know, that's the kind of the thing is, you know, when you're choosing your sounds, you know, it, it, you, you are choosing based on what, you know, whatever you have in your, in your head. So like when I wrote like the overworld world track for uh, the, the game that I'm working on. It's it's kind of like a, it's almost like a Western, you know, adventurous type theme. I mean, I have a little strumming guitar in there and then a little driving beat. And then there's like a flute going over for the, for the main melody. And I think, you know, there are some different, you know, kind of, especially with video game music, there's a lot of, you know, we'll almost say tropes as far right. as, you know, the, you know, convention or the, uh, let's see, conventional techniques that you can use that will kind of evoke a, you know, a feeling like if your music goes like, bah, 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 you know, obviously they're right. going like, <laughs> to feel victorious or, you know, yeah. like we did it, you know, kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so I think that, you know, kind of working along, along that is how you, how you convey that emotion. There's things that we've, we've heard for so many years that we're used to hearing them in these certain, certain contexts. And just by kind of, you know, if you can't, if you can't do it better than somebody copy, you know, like, like yeah. kind of idea <laughs> that, that somebody did, you know, a long, like a long time ago. So. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I, I um, my career prior was web design and just in usability, it would talk about like, don't a button should still look like a button. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. People should recognize what to do with something. So it totally makes sense that that translates to music as well. That there are just certain phrases of music that mean certain things, and it's okay to kind of kind of use that or, or spin off of that because it's using this more common language that's even beyond actual language and i that's that's pretty cool pretty nifty what you can do with that yeah yeah absolutely 
Awesome. Is there anything else that you would want listeners to know about this this song, Spelunking? Other than, you know, just just listen to it and, you know, whatever it do whatever it does for you. If it's, you know, it, it may it may be, you know, this this summer's hot banger on your, you know, your <laughs> your, your, your playlist. That's cool. Uh, you know, if not, well, you know, at least you you, you gave it a shot. Um, I you know, I don't really have anything in particular that I want the listener to get out of the piece. Um you know anything that they you know they just listen to it for for what it is and if it's if it's for you awesome if it's not hey you know what i have a lot of other music i've written <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> great that's that's cool yeah i mean i think i mean if i if i were if i were if i were me if i were you <laughs> um <laughs> or like i i i would wish to issue on your behalf a challenge to anyone listening to this episode that you go listen to spelunking and then maybe write a comment about whatever it did make you feel or not that way Dan gets some feedback on what what the music did for you. Oh, I see. I see what you did there. I see. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's uh. I mean, that's and that's why I was saying, like, even even if you just sat down thinking, I want to be creative. What came from that was you processing something. Uh, well, you called it tragedy. So you were processing something tragic and what you wanted for yourself was to move on. And that's the piece you ended up writing. Even if you didn't necessarily sit down to write that song, that's what came from it. And I think that that tells a certain story about you, even if someone else gets something different from the piece, that's your story with the song. And I think that's, that's a, it's a pretty good story. It's a pretty good yeah, story. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have that epiphany until like this moment. <laughs> You never know what happens until you actually sit down and think about it. <laughs> think yeah. about it and talk about it. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because you you don't you know a lot of times, especially with with creativity and writing music and stuff, I I don't think about it like while I'm doing. It. I just kind of it just kind of comes like as naturally as you know putting on a shirt in the morning or whatever. Um, right. It's just yeah, I just kind of do it. I don't yeah. I, I don't think about it, you know, and it's really funny. It just kinda it just kinda happens. Like so right. all, uh, for all you aspiring like, you know, musical artists out there, uh, you know, don't think about what you do. Just let it happen. <laughs> you publish music on SoundCloud, but you're also on Twitch and YouTube. What kind of content do you create there? Like what where else are you spending your time and and how how do you do that? Uh, so for for like the Twitch channel, I, I do a lot of like retro gaming. I do some to do some speed running. Um, I'm into there's there's things called retro achievements where you can you know actually have achievements kind of like your Xbox Live and PlayStation you know achievements and stuff for acquiring things but they made them for like mario one and stuff like that so you know there's these new challenges like beat mario one without you know killing an enemy and it it it, it seems like you know oh, that, that probably wouldn't be that hard and then you start doing it, it's like holy crap there's there's enemies everywhere you know or, right. or or play mario without grabbing a coin you know do those things so you know kind of just little little challenges and stuff like that um I do, I do uh, video video editing for a lot of different uh, streamers and, and YouTube artists out there. Uh, just you know, kind of as a side a side gig kind of deal. Um, I put all pretty much all the music that I write goes on SoundCloud uh, on my YouTube channel. I actually just released uh, here like this last week or so. I put up a compilation of the second like volume of music that's going to be in the uh, video game that I'm developing um, now. 
<laughs> as far as like timeline and when that's going to be built. You know, it may never be. <laughs> but uh, the way that I was looking at it is because, you know, going back, I always wanted to be that video game music composer, but I never knew how to get into that market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every, you know, in every type of creative field, they're like, okay, we'll put a portfolio together of your stuff. And I was like, you know what would be a cool way to put a portfolio together? A playable demo. Um, a playable game that people could just literally play and be like, hey, this music does actually go with things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have a good point. <laughs> um, so I think I, th- I just thought that would be a unique way to to showcase music that I've written if, you know, that's kind of my goal. And, you know, I, you know, I don't ever hope to be you know extremely famous or anything like that i just like i just enjoy doing it um and you know for me that's what it's all about is just it's just having that creative outlet and being able to 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 do that but pretty much as far as the you know to to further answer the question or whatever on on the other platforms it's mostly gaming related and stuff i'm i mean i'm a huge gaming nerd there's a reason why i want to be a video game music as opposed to (laughs) hey you know what i want to score the next jurassic park or you know i want uh, I want to write the next Katy Perry song. You know, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> you know, the, the, I, this is what this is where I choose to put my my musical endeavors. So, I think that's great, and I, I kind of feel like I've already collected what the answer might be. But in your dream future, what are you spending ninety percent of your time doing as a career? Uh, besides like drinking mimosas and you know, <laughs> <laughs> just having a good no. Um, <laughs> Honestly, uh, anything, you know, anything especially related as it relates to, you know, video gaming and, and music, um, you know, one of the best things that happened to me uh, actually happened a year and a half ago now. Uh, I lost my job of 10 years. Wow. And when that happened, you know, obviously there was a lot of processing and stuff like that that happened with that. But what it gave me the opportunity to do is be a better dad and husband than I had, had ever been prior to that. So anything that, that I can do that allows me to do that and help sustain, you know, both obviously financially, um, but then as well, as well as, you know, just like allows me to still be creative. Uh, You know, after I got out of that job, I didn't know who I was anymore. I literally had no idea. You know, I hadn't felt like me for years, Wow. both mentally and physical, physical health had deteriorated to the point that like, you know, God forbid, if I would have stayed there, you know, yeah, I had money, but I would have probably had to use it at the hospital because it was not going in the right direction. So I think that's a, you know, it's kind of one of those like blessings in disguise. Yeah, yeah literally so. the words I was about to say next. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I think that's, you know, going into the future, anything that allows me to continue to be the best person I can be for my family and try to be a role model for my children. Uh, I have two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, anything I can do that allows me to do that and still be creative and have fun doing what I do. I know that's like everybody's dream in the world. But <laughs> <laughs> but, I think it's great though. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, that that's what I, that's what I want in my, in my future. I think that's, I think that's really balanced and healthy and very, um, I really wish I had better descriptive words for what I think that it is. I just think it's awesome. <laughs> I'm really stuck well, well, on awesome and amazing today. I was going to say, well, I, I, I appreciate that my uh, potentially imaginary future is awesome. No, I'm just playing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I mean, really, it's it's uh, a lot of people do. They get, you know, they want to go be 
really big and it's more about this like idea of fame and fortune instead of what's actually going to make you happy and so i think it's really good that you've got your sights on the on the realistic happiness of it rather than some you know arbitrary goal of i need this many fans or something you know oh, oh yeah for sure and i mean i can attest like the the job that i was working at you know before you know, I was making practically six figure income and all of this. And it was, you know, it was great. I had money, woo-hoo. but yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like as it, it, it destroyed me as a person and it was, right. it's not worth the money. It's, it's not, I would much rather, <laughs> much rather be happy than rich. But. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that it was that experience for you instead of being a devastating, only devastating experience because a lot of folks, they don't recover <laughs> from, oh, oh, from yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I definitely consider myself, um, you know, blessed and, you know, just kind of overall just kind of, and it, it's also a very humbling experience. And uh, and I think it's been it's been really good for both myself and my family. I mean, it seems like you're on a pretty good track. My, my last question was just to ask what your game plan is to get there and make sure that that's what you're able to do. And it seems like you're already kind of on that track and, and well on your way to doing it. Is there anything that you see coming up as a big challenge that you're going to need to deal with in, in pursuing these continued self-employed content creator uh, directions or are, are you feeling pretty confident? What's your, what's the future looking like for you? Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, looking in the future, obviously, you know, the scary aspect of the future and being, you know, kind of the self-employed content creation and stuff is there is this little thing, sadly, called money that you have to mm-hmm. use to do things <laughs> like feed your kids. I mean, bes- <laughs> b- b- besides that, you know, I think that's the biggest, the biggest hurdle to overcome after that. It's literally everything is good. Um, you know, there's nothing that is really standing in the way. And I don't really want, I don't really want much more than that. All I want is the ability to, to you know, provide for my family. And that's it. I don't want to, you know, because I also don't want to give my kids, you know, I don't want to give my kids anything because I don't want them come growing up to be spoiled brats. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I want to, I want to, I want them to have, you know, what they need. And yeah. and learn how to earn what they want. I think that's right. that's that's the big. Uh, I, I, if, if I could put a phrase of what parenthood is to me, it is probably that for my children. It is you know to give them what they need and teach them how to earn what they want. I think that's. I think that's really. I wish I could come up with other phrases instead of great and amazing and awesome today. <laughs> Uh, you know uh, that's that's great though, and it's it's pretty amazing, and you know um, it is, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> no, I do. Mean, I totally get it. I'm, I'm all over it's the place. Fant- so. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> A new word. <laughs> uh, is there any any last any last thoughts you'd like to get out there, or are you feeling pretty good about what we've covered so far? Any last parting words for for this interview today? Uh, no, other than, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity to, you know, to talk with you here today. Um, anybody who might end up be listening to, you know, definitely check out the rest of the podcast series that you're building here. I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome that you're, you know, this this route that you're going. I think that it's going to be very inspirational to people down the road. Uh, you know, there's going to be different, you know, different interviews and different artists are going to click with different people. And I think it's really going to help... Uh, you know, it may not even be something that you personally get to see the fruits of the labor from, 
but it, you know, it might just be that spark that, you know, somebody's, somebody's really looking for. And I really look forward to, uh, I really look forward to the future of the podcast myself. Well, thank you very much. Cause that's really all I'm here to try to do. My personal mission in life is just to help people get where in a space that makes them happy and feel fulfilled. And to me, creativity and art is such a, an amazing way to express yourself and find yourself and get to know yourself and anything that helps other artists get there and helps other people who maybe they don't consider themselves artists, but they kind of vicariously get to enjoy what artists are creating. Anything I can do to further that is what I'm all about. So thank you very much. I'm also very excited and hopeful for the future of the podcast. (laughs) I know you're like, what? what? He's promoting me out by... What? listening to Daniel Carr's song Spelunking, I encourage you to check it out on SoundCloud and listen to the whole thing. You can find the song and all of Daniel's links in the episode description. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Mind the Artist. Once more, I am your host, Ann Dorco, and you can learn more about my chaotic good projects by visiting dorco.tv. (laughs) 